Welcome to the Utterly Useless Podcast. I am Brett, the William Riker of this podcast. To my left, the wharf of the podcast, my brother Jeremy. And to my right, yes, some might be thinking the the, uh, Wesley Crusher of the podcast, but no, (laughs) he is our uh, seeing impaired Jordy LaForge of the podcast. (laughs) Jordy. Which one's Jordy? I'm I'm not much of a... This is Next Generation, right? Uh-huh. The guy with like the, uh, the Reading Rainbow. Oh, Reading Rainbow. Yeah. Okay. Lucky. I'm more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you could be Wesley. I mean, you have that, <laughs> no, you have that no, sweet I don't knife or that sweet weapon. That's true. Uh, That's true. And I got anger problems, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seems like he has anger problems. <laughs> I mean, you could be the Captain Picard. We'd have to, you know, like, bick your, your hair, but... Uh, yeah, it's one step closer to being ex- Professor Xavier. <laughs> exactly, exactly. All right. Well, uh, welcome to the podcast. And here is the introductory quote. Uh, hey, buddy, uh, I'm looking for some uh, fl- fresh slug. Yellow or purple? Whatever. The purple one causes a terrible nightmarish diarrhea. Yeah, yeah, I said whatever. I don't know this one. I thought it, I mean it sounds a lot like um a cut like two like the Simpsons and in uh, Vegas Vacation mixed into one. <laughs> ah, well, it is Futurama. I was thinking, oh. wow, how did I let that pass? Wow, it's Bender. Bender goes into I can't remember what he's doing, but he's going in and he's there's like a, a whole bunch of slug stuff that he could buy. I can't believe it's not slug is like one of them. Uh, and he just is like, yeah, I, I, I come here, buy some slugs. And he's like, yellow, purple. I, I just love the whole, yes, <laughs> the purple one causes nightmarish diarrhea. Yeah, yeah, I said whatever. Is that the one where he's trying to be a chef? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Did you say that and I just completely? <laughs> no, I, I forgot what where it was going with that. I, so. I like that one because, yeah, his food is awful. I know that they're rebooting that, and I'm trying to find right now. There's no firm date. Okay. expect, But expected summer 2023, and it will be on Hulu. Ooh. Wow. So, Man, that gives me reason to probably try and pick up Hulu then because, huh. Yeah, I'm excited. That I don't know if this is like – I just feel like on a whole – if you compare a whole season, I mean the whole show from mm-hmm. first to last season – and this is unfair to the Simpsons because Simpsons have so many seasons and not so, all of them. Yeah. Now we're on the tipping scale of most of them being losers. Um, uh-huh. Just Futurama is just so much more rewatchable. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I think the moment that the Simpsons really kind of... Uh, I, it, it's hard because there's a couple of episodes here and there, but I guess general general quality was around the shooting Mr. Burns mm-hmm. season. Yep. I remember that. I had no idea that I had any context to, uh, was it who shot JR? Like yeah. I hadn't, I hadn't Dallas. I never knew what Dallas was at that time in my life. I was like, this is great though. Well, I remember when that, it, it, like so many people were just talking about what do they think? What it just, just imagine if that episode happened now. So many different like YouTube videos and YouTube channels would be breaking down every mm-hmm. single thing. Like I am amazed at the amount of detail that some of these YouTube channels like there must be a some of these YouTube channels must have just a crew of researchers because the amount of information that is on there readily available yeah. sometimes hours after the episode airs is just yeah amazing. Yeah, I've always been 
fascinated by the the fact that people can break down these these movies or episodes and find all these slivers and like, did you see this Easter egg? And I'm like, how did you see it? Like, are you pausing every like second to see if there's something different or? Like, yeah, like some of the people that do uh, YouTube like behind the scenes for especially Rick and Morty they really go into depth. I'm like, I didn't even see that. I, I've watched this episode like nine times and I have wa- not seen that either of the nine times. And then when they compare wild. another show that has, has a similar thing to it, like how did you, how'd you get that? Yeah. Anyway. All right, merit badges. What do we got? All right. So I guess I will start. So my merit badge, it uh, basically it is two bloodshot eyes. And um, it is called the Addiction Merit Badge. Now, I, I guess I should be forward. I've ha- I had this addiction problem for years. I didn't realize it until it became a massive problem. My eyeballs are addicted to my contacts. Oh, yeah? I took out my contacts to, you know, because generally I don't even think about it because they're like, it feels like there's, they're not even on at all. Nothing at all. And so, yeah. So I just basically kind of like have convinced myself through years that like, because I can't feel them because they don't feel weird because they don't hurt my eyes. If I accidentally fall asleep in them, I generally leave them in for probably about like weeks at a time, which is probably not good. So <laughs> I, I take them out the other day. because I'm like, I'm on spring break. I can just, you know, walk around the house with glasses and whatnot. And my eyes just start getting inflamed and they are red and they are scratchy and they are just hurting. And so much so that I go down to the, my ophthalmologist and get him looked and he's like, you, did you like scratch your eyeball? I'm like, I don't know. I go, I lost the contact of my eye a little while ago, but I, I think it fell out. And they're like, well, so they go through my, my eyes. They start squirting a whole bunch of saline solution. And there's like, yeah, maybe you just, scratched your eyes. I go, both of them? Like in the back <laughs> of my mind, both of them. And so I get back home and I'm like, it's just getting worse. They're getting like, I, they, they look like dark. They're going from light pink to dark red. Wow. Both of them. And so I'm like, I'm just going to put my contacts in. Gone. Wow. <laughs> First I was going to say, you're like Darth Maul apparently oh. turning red. That's crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I have an addiction problem. I'm addicted to con- my contacts. <laughs> Hi, everyone. <laughs> my name is Brett. I'm addicted to, to contact lenses. <laughs> Hi, Brett. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's funny. All right, well, I'll go on. My my merit badge, sadly, I should have wrote all, all the merit badges that, de- have de- blah, blah, that I received or earned because I swear in the last couple of weeks I have earned so many. And, um, but this is the one that I have at the top that I think is the greatest is, so my daughter named this one, she called it failed, you're failing at sleeping. And so, (laughs) so what happened was, is I was getting a sleep study and, um, the first night that I started the sleep study, my daughter starts throwing up (laughs) and I'm like, oh, great. And so we're up, and she knows what the sleep study is because she's had it before, and so she knew knew what was going on. And so I tell my wife to go sleep in the other room because she's got stuff, more pressing stuff the next day that I do. So I'm like, I'll just call him sick. So she's up throwing all up all night, and she's like, Dad, you're going to fail your sleep study. <laughs> I'm like, 
yep, I am. And then the next day I got sick and threw up and I, so I was failing at myself. And then the next day it was, um, I think it was my, I was my wife. And then the next day was my son. So we all took turns. Hey, so my daughter was my youngest daughter was the only one that was unaffected by this virus that came in. Sharing is caring. But yeah. So I went in and I brought in my like sleep study and they look at like, did you sleep during the sleep study at all? I'm like, not really. Like I'm going five days straight where I I need some sleep. (laughs) And it was funny because I, I, uh, previous nights I, I grew up in a, a increased anxiety of like, okay, a kid's going to walk in and be throwing up. And so I was not sleeping from that point on, just waiting for somebody to come in the door and saying, I can't sleep. And, bleh. and so I actually had to drug myself pretty severely to get to sleep because <laughs> I was just so anxious of expecting some kid to walk in the door and disturb my sleep. So, wow. But yeah, I, so they had me do the sleep study again because they're like, yeah, we didn't get much <laughs> on it. <laughs> so my merit badge is, I don't even know, just me sitting on my bed, wishing, looking fondly at it, going, please. And then a test and a fail, an F on it. All right. Well, I'm going next. I got the Ted Lasso merit badge. Mm. I became or a soccer coach. Oh, look at you. <laughs> That's why you have the mustache. That's why I have the mustache. <laughs> now I need to get a visor. Uh-huh. Um, but I uh I guess my my son's playing soccer this year for the spring and for weeks they were trying to find a soccer coach, could not find one, and I eventually cracked and yeah. decided I want him to have a good experience. Yeah, and I want him to play, um, and so I just decided. Okay, I played soccer when I was a kid for eight years or so, and so I'm like, oh, I think I can do this. And so uh, this spring and starting next week, I'm gonna be a soccer coach. <laughs> Congratulations! Nice. I was gonna ask, like, do you have any like? Because I was putting myself in your shoes. I'm like, I spent one. I my fourth grade year, I was in soccer. I'm like. I don't want to do this anymore. And so I was just be like, okay, hey guys, let's kick the ball. Let's work on kicking the ball. Kick. Yes, kick. So I'm glad that you have uh, some experience. Also, I will share with you <laughs> some of my knowledge. So I had to, uh, when I taught fourth grade, I had to teach my students how to play the recorders. And I'm like, I've never played a recorder in my entire life. I have played, I took eight years of piano lessons. So what I did is I just channeled my Gail, our piano teacher, Mm -hmm. and I just basically was like, you know what? I'm just going to channel our piano teacher, and this is how I'm going to teach recorders. (laughs) None of the kids knew. I had no idea what I was talking about. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. I could not channel our piano teacher. I hated the piano. Like, I hated learning it. I don't hate playing it. hated learning it. Mm -hmm. But fun fact for me, so to piggyback off of your your uh, soccer coach, so just, was it last night? No, it was the night before. So um, so two days ago, my wife says, um, so our daughter's soccer coach has the same name as our, as our backyard neighbor. And I'm like, really? And so I text him like, hey, are you, are you our, our daughter's coach? And he goes, yeah, I am. He goes, 
do you know anything about soccer? Because I don't. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like I've played for a, a while, yeah. He goes, you want to be my assistant coach? And I'm like, oh, shoot, sure. <laughs> so, so you're the coach Beard. Yeah, I'm coach Beard. So, And I already have an assignment now. So he's going to be out of town next week. So I'm taking over from next week. I'm like, crap. I really walked into this one just by asking. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, at least, I mean, your daughter's age and my son's age are yeah. the, the they're the younger one. So like practice is 20 minutes before a game and then there's the game mm-hmm. and then you go home. Yeah. I mean, it, it's simple. There's, I don't think there's goalies. Um, I think they just go out there and have fun. Yeah. There's, they're just cats following a ball. Organized Pretty chaos. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you might as well just be pointing a laser. <laughs> <laughs> really? Ah. I, although last year I, my daughters keep going on tangent here. My daughter's team had one girl who was, she was the um what's the word uh, uh what is it call, called in like pool when it's like a pool shark uh-huh. is that what they're called yeah yeah uh-huh. where like essentially they they are a ringer she's a ringer that's what it was and yeah she was just dominating i'm like you're like four years old how are you this good already and she like you know does like a bicycle kick and you're just like wow i know i'm like wow your little legs can do that that's great so i'm i i had to go to like a meeting for this whole thing and mm-hmm. like there were there were a bunch of volunteers there and like there there were like two people there at the meeting they were like so can we do practices outside of uh designated practice times i'm like you're going to be a problem aren't you <laughs> <laughs> that's funny you're going to take this a little too seriously I'll tell you, one of my favorite things that happened at one of Jeremy's soccer games, he was playing indoor soccer because that's all. He, before he got into baseball, he was massively into soccer, and we were at uh, Wasatch Junior High, mm-hmm. and he kicked the ball. It went all the way up into the basketball standard that was already like put up. It went through the hoop, bounced down, and then bounced into the goal, and they paused the game because they were trying to figure out should they count that goal? Like, I don't know if you remember that, but that I was, remember. that it, was like the most wild thing I think I've ever seen. Cause I remember that they were ultimately, mm-hmm. cause I was a goalie on the other side uh-huh. and they ultimately decided goalies can't make points. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, that's dumb. <laughs> 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 I remember that. <laughs> yeah. Fondly. But then the funny thing about it was, is every other kid from that point forward, their main goal was to try to kick it through the basketball hoop. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, soccer was fun. Spin the wheel. All right. We have spin the wheel where we have 10 categories of questions where we're going to spin the wheel and decide which question we're going to ask one another. Let's get spinning. All right. Brett's up first and you get, what would you have done? Here's my question. So I was listening to a audiobook about the Library of Alexandria and, you know, how it caught fire. There's so many things that were, you know, lost to time or whatever. What would you have done if you were in charge of the video library and it caught fire and they yell at you and say, you know, try to salvage as much many things as you could? Here are your options that you could salvage to, you know, keep, because if these things go up, they're gone for good for some reason. I don't know. Uh, What would you save? And these are trilogies. Would you save the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle trilogy, the Divergent series trilogy, the Mighty Ducks trilogy, the I Know What You Did Last Summer trilogy, the Planet of the Apes 
Sixology or whatever, and the RoboCop trilogy. I hate you. <laughs> I, 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 I on purpose, I don't know where you lie, I on purpose put all the ones that he hates. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, Divergent, I've never even watched one of those. You're not missing anything. <laughs> I, I, I listened to the first book not too long ago, and I was like, oh, that's a fun book. And so I've been waiting to watch the first movie and, I, and just been holding off. I thought they were so they were so bad and so well not received that they didn't even finish <laughs> doing that's movies. Funny. Yeah, I think there isn't there like a fourth book or something like that that they, they, they never did. Yeah, because it was so poorly received. Okay, so sorry. Say it one more time. I never so the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Divergent, Mighty Ducks. I know what you did last summer. Planet of the Apes, RoboCop, and my original one. I actually had half of the movies that Jeremy would have liked, so I on purpose like started googling like horrible trilogies. So some of these movies have a good saving movie in uh-huh. them, like. But you have to save all of them. Yeah, and it's just one, like. Like it, it, you have two hands, so you oh you can pick two. Oh, so yeah. you can get, save two trilogies. Oh, you can yeah. save two trilogies. Yeah. I'm Sorry, saving. I'm saving Ninja Turtles, and I'm saving Mighty Ducks. I kind of figured you'd go down that route. Uh, my, I mean, that's not too different because the problem is, is like all these movies. Like I haven't seen RoboCop. I haven't seen any of the RoboCops, so I have no idea if they're, they're okay. Worth um, what was the one before RoboCop? Planet of the Apes. Oh, Planet of the Apes. I don't like the... I I have no desire. I will probably never in my lifetime watch the originals. There's only really one worth watching, and that's the first one. Yeah, the Charlton Heston one. It goes way downhill. And then the newer ones, they're okay. How many new ones are there? There's three. three. There's three new ones? Not counting the Mark Wahlberg one. There's a fourth. If you count the Mark Wahlberg one, there's four. Oh. Yeah, soon to be a... Well, in the the new trilogy, there's going to be a fourth one pretty soon. But okay. Right now, there's just three. I think I've only seen the first one then, and that was just okay. Um, jeez. So like Mighty Ducks and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the first ones were great. Um, I think TMNT number two was pretty good, right? I, Secret of the Ooze. I like the second one more than I like the first one. I think and that's what I'm recalling. I've the third one never sucks, though, wanted Japan to one. watch the Turtles in Time. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Um, I mean, I do like Mighty Ducks 1 and 2. Uh-huh. Uh, 3, you know what? I'm, I'm saving Mighty Ducks. That's number one. That's that's the first one. I'm going to make lock that in. Because now I'm, refer- <laughs> I'm going through them all. I'm like, I liked them all. They were fun. I haven't seen them since my youth, so hopefully they still hold up. I like the Mighty Ducks Game Changers. They wouldn't be here without the uh, the Game Changers. Changers, what's that? Is that the new series? It's the Disney Plus series. Oh, I didn't know I had like a subtitle to it. I've watched the first season. Yeah, I have. I've watched the first season, not the second. Yeah, me too. Um, I don't know when to say RoboCop because obviously I've gone this far without watching it, and I'm fine. Um, what? Uh, let's see. Am I missing one? Oh, Divergent. Mm-hmm. So there's five, right? There's six. There's six. Okay, Robocop. Mighty Ducks. I know what you did last summer. Oh, I know what you did last summer. That's the one I'm missing. That one's only good for the first one, and it's not worth saving. So, shoot, I'm falling in with Criddle, T- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and and Mighty Ducks. Yeah, <laughs> I just took a long way to get there <laughs> because yeah, I don't know if I like they did more to my childhood than any of the other movies by far. So I'm sticking with that. 
No, I agree with you because like I never had any inkling to ever play hockey in my entire life. And I remember going to the the dollar theater and seeing the Mighty Ducks. And I'm like, I, I've never wanted to play hockey more in my entire life because yeah. of that movie. Yeah. And then after I, you know, the movie was over and we walked out of the movie theater, it's like, okay, that died. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't funny how that happened. <laughs> All right, I'm up next and looks like I'm getting random question. Okay. I'm going to make this a would you rather. Would you rather get $9,000 a month for the rest of your life or get $1 for every number you count at any time? Oh, I'm a math teacher. I'll take that. But it's it, the, the thing is, like, I was thinking about this pretty deeply. I was like, you know, obviously, it's very easy just to sit there. You could spend a whole day counting and... And the way I think, it, the way it's worded, every number you count, I was like, you could just keep counting to 100 over and over and over again because it's not like, I don't think it's every unique number. Well, you, you could just go one, two, one, two, one, two, one, Oh, that's two. true. That's true. Didn't even think of that. But then, <laughs> when do you turn into this, like, babbling fool that's just one, two, one, two, one, two, two, is, is the one, two guy. Yeah. He's here. You He's know, rich. <laughs> you do have a point because it would take a while. I think what nine thousand dollars a week, nine thousand dollars a month. So a month, just counting to nine thousand. I'm sure you could count to a thousand a day, every day. Just make it a goal to do that and be done. Yeah, you, you could just you know go out for a walk and you know just 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 go one 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 every single time you take yep. a step, or just count your steps for fun. One, two. Just because I think five. counting one over and over again would be annoying to myself. Oh, I want this new iPhone. One, 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 one. <laughs> That'd be funny. So, <laughs> like, what are you doing? You, the way that you kind of like tell people that you're not insane is like, this is how I meditate. Oh, <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> That'd be funny though. You're at checkout, like, this is going to be $150. Okay, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, $150. Here you go. <laughs> like, <laughs> wow. How did that happen? <laughs> people hate being behind you in line because they're like, oh, man. They see the bills like, Oh, it's $500. Ah, shoot. This is going to take a while. <laughs> you get robbed. Somebody tries to rob you. Like, give me all your money. I'm like, yeah, okay, just give me a second. One, <laughs> two. Like, why are there only $1? Like, why can't you make like hundreds or fives or tens or something like that? I don't know. I was just, this was the gift that is like, count faster. <laughs> That's not how this voodoo works. Oh, what if somebody finds you and like gets you hostage and makes you count for the rest of your life? Ooh. And you're just their money machine. That's a dangerous power now. Yeah. You can't let people know about it. I, yeah. I'm going with the 9000 a month just because I'm lazy. <laughs> That's what I was wondering if anybody would take the lazy route. Hmm. I, 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 I was leaning towards the, like, I was going back and forth. But now the fact that I found out somebody, if somebody finds out I can make money like that and they could, you know drug dealers or whatever who it is the gangs yeah i'm still going I, i'm still going with the the counting one because you know if you just counted a hundred one t once a day for an entire month that would just be three thousand dollars right there mm -hmm. so yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna go with the counting and just keep it under wraps not telling anybody yes. how i make my money 
Yeah. What you'd have to do is you'd basically have to kind of get like, you know, you'd have to go buy like some incense and some candles and they're like, Ooh, look, it's dad's time to, you know, go <laughs> relax or whatever. And you, meanwhile, you're just going one, 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 and just watching a whole bunch of <laughs> bills just kind of, just kind of. This is daddy's private room. For some reason it has a vault, like a vault door on it. <laughs> you just go in there. You don't have to move the money around. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Krill, you're up next and you got... How much? How much would it take to eat one in one sitting, three dozen assorted Krispy Kreme donuts? How how many? How long would it take? How much? How much money? Oh, in one sitting. Oh my gosh! How much would it take to eat in one sitting, three dozen assorted Krispy Kreme donuts? A hundred thousand dollars because I would be hating myself for so long afterwards. I I would just I need some money to go to the psychologist or whatever and be like, okay. Hey, I did it because I was asked to do something, but I still don't feel good about this whole thing. Look at my, I have body image. That was, you know, how many calories that was. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and so that's, I would just, I would need the satisfaction of knowing that there was a good monetary reward for my discomfort and also uh, me being in my head, hating myself the entire time. That's fair. I'm just worried about throwing up. That's my main concern. <laughs> Uh, would throwing up be allowed? <laughs> because I don't know how I could endure three dozen donuts without throwing up. I mean, I guess that's punishment enough. Throwing up donuts and still having to eat, continuously eat. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you know what would make it even worse? And like, I don't know if I have any monetary value associated. If it was like, oh, I don't know. What would be similar to Chris? Uh, uh, say, like fifty peeps. Like I don't know if I there's a monetary value that I could like do because uh, I have um, reversed eaten peeps before, and that is not a pleasant experience. Yep. I mean, the only saving grace with peeps is they do have variety and flavors now. Well, they do, huh? They do. I did not know that. Yeah. Birthday only- cake, root beer, hot tamales. Oh. Um, Chocolate. I mean, there's lots. The only good thing for a peep is grabbing a cat, petting it while you put the peep into the microwave and just start gloating about how you've got Mr. Bond. <laughs> Let's see. So a dollar into figure for me. I'd I'm I'd do it for a thousand bucks. Oh, this is really high. <laughs> <laughs> what would you do it for? Uh fifty bucks. Fifty, oh. wow. <laughs> I don't know if I'd do it for fifty. I I might, I might consider doing it for like a hundred or two hundred. Yeah, just depends on my day, you know. I mean, I'd hate myself. Oh yeah, for like a weekend. But see, that's why I needed the hundred thousand dollars. Is I need like some time away. <laughs> I would need to like you know what? It's me time now. I would <laughs> honestly like take a laxative halfway through. <laughs> and then, that way, I can just spend the rest of the day on the toilet. Oh, there you go. That's a good workaround. <laughs> There you go, Brett. You should just do that. Just start the whole thing with a laxative. You're just pooing. Because I've learned through experience that it takes about it takes about almost 24 hours for it to work. <laughs> Kudo was there. <laughs> All right. Um, and now it's Brett's turn, and you got what if? What if you, while upstairs with one of your kids, you were peering out the window, and you saw what looks like a child all bloodied stumbling around and then 
makes a beeline right for your neighbor and just starts devouring them. What would you do? What if? Hmm. I thought this was going to go a different way. <laughs> I, thought, I didn't think zombie right off the head. Like, you saw bloody, and I thought it was going to be like like a spectrum or something, like, or a spectral image or something. Um, I'm going with, hmm. If I had a gun, I do have one, but it's not here. I just never picked it up once I moved. It's at a family's house, family member's house. Um, I'd go outside with that. Well, and then slowly kind of get closer to it. <laughs> and if I, and then, you know, trying to communicate with it. And if it sounds any bit zombie-ish and not any bit human, oh, it's, it's head go bye-bye. Um, I'd probably say, hey, down. <laughs> we don't bite them. <laughs> I got other people you can eat if you want. Not them. <laughs> um. I'd be I'd be curious just to find out what it is at first, just more of curiosity. But I'd be very very cautious. You need to get a pool net. And just yeah, <laughs> <laughs> put it over their head. Put it over their head, kind of like a dog catcher or, net or, or an animal control. Yeah, by the neck. <laughs> um, I, I baseball bat as well coming out with me, so I could swing away. Uh, but yeah. I probably because if it's obviously nothing on the news or anything and said anything about zombie or anything like that, I'd be more just wanting to help and be curious rather than just stand idly by watching. Okay, I got it. I would get the hose. <laughs> <laughs> Start channeling your inner like old man. Hey, and you get off my off, lawn. Off. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, you guys are more helpful than I would. I would basically be like, I would call the police and then I would start packing up. <laughs> and then I'd be like, okay, hey, kids, we're going to go on a road trip. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to go in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> away from population, but close enough that we can still get cell phone range to see what's happening in the world. Okay. All right. That was Brett. So it's my turn again. And I got, ooh, I got Would You Rather. So I get another Would You Rather. Okay. This was, this might be complex to understand. I'm going to try and say it the best I can. When saying someone's name, so if I'm saying, hey, Brett, for example, um, would you rather say the, their name followed by, bless your soul, every single time. So every time you say a name, you have to always say, bless your soul. Or after their name, call them a random epithet. Which I I had to find out what that word was because I was like I know what I'm trying to say but mm -hmm. essentially the like you know give them you can call them anything and it'd be like Criddle the Conqueror or Brett the <laughs> I was going down a community <laughs> one that way <laughs> I won't say that um, the the bold Brett the bold. Which one would you rather do? Because I'm sure this would be more fun for you, Brett. Oh, that because I, at school you'd be with your kids, be like Jeffrey the the jester. The funny thing is, is like I don't do it all the time, but I do do that some of the time <laughs> at school. <laughs> so, so yeah, I totally just to incorporate that because now would would I 
kind of like have it come to my head or would I have to just like stumble and bumble and before I could, you know, move on, like, you know, like, oh, I'm sitting there just like looking at Tim and just like, oh, Tim, the, um, oh, what should I say? It'll just come to your head. Okay. Yeah. Let's go with that. Okay. Okay. Um, I'd probably do the second one. You do the random epithet? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think saying bless your soul, I'm like, oh, Criddle, bless your soul. Or, or it'd be like to my kids and to say their name, hey, I love bless your soul. You're in trouble. Get into your room or something, you know? Yeah. <laughs> You're mad at somebody. <laughs> oh, let's see. You get pulled over for speeding or whatever. And it's like, uh, excuse me. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, Officer Smith. Bless your soul. I was, <laughs> I was not speeding. <laughs> yeah, because that sounds a little bit like you're demeaning, or I don't know what to say. But yeah, all right, I'd go with the random one too. All right, Criddle, you're up last here, and you get. Could you fight it? Could you fight Bowser from Super Mario Brothers with three mystery blocks? With random power-ups. So, like, when you say power-ups, you're talking about, is a star a power-up? No. Or is it just the... the the Turning into a cat, turning into a squirrel, <laughs> cat, or a raccoon? Yeah, the cat, the tanuki, the... I don't uh, know all these. The, cat? The, the boomerang. The only reason why I know that cat's a possibility is people who have not played Super Mario and are YouTubers are criticizing the Mario movie for Mario being in a cat suit and they're criticizing him saying that he's Mario is now a furry and <laughs> now, and then all the people who have played Super Mario Brothers who knows that that's an actual thing in the game are now like criticizing those people and it is it's hysterically funny. <laughs> yeah. So we're not talking about the raccoon, right? No, I'm talking about a cat. I had no it's idea. A, it's a cat bell in Super Mario 3D World. Oh wow. Yeah, I've never played I stopped playing after number Super Mario three. Yep, same here. So but, you get the uh, you get the and you don't know what these are. They're uh-huh. totally randomized. So it could be the fire flower. It could be a uh, the hammer bro. Mm, I forgot about the hammer. It could be the tanuki. What's the tanuki? The tanuki is the like the raccoon. Oh, okay. Um, it can be. I think uh, the tanuki can would be, be the, the worst bo- one. So it could be the boomerang suit. Oh yeah. Um. It could be the cat bell. Now, here's a question. Could I send in my buddy uh, Luigi to kind of like soften Bowser up first? <laughs> <laughs> BG, Luigi's trapped in another castle. Oh, man. How many lives do I get? <laughs> Two. Oh. Um, sure, I'll give it a go. <laughs> uh, I don't think I could. I think I would be... And I'm me, right? You're you. Okay. It's a me. It's a Jeremy. Yep. I can do it. Oh, I I don't have (laughs) faith in my abilities. I would try if I had to, but if it was an option of, yeah, you could do this and win a prize and save the princess or, you know, fail and uh, (laughs) die. Um, I would probably go with the, I'm not going to, sorry, princess, you're captured. Somebody else is going to save you. Luigi Toad. I've heard he's a gentle fellow. (laughs) Now, random question to Criddle. So your Facebook post the other day of Let's Go, is that from the 
yeah. the SNL skit? No. Oh, okay. It's is, from the new movie. Oh, okay. I had no idea. They do say in the SNL skit. Okay. <laughs> I like the SNL skit. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Reread it. All right. We're going to read some Reddit questions of Reddit asks and answer the world's most pressing questions. A lot of these questions turned out to be very movie centric. So prepare. <laughs> um, Leading Funny 5802 asked, what's the most quotable movie ever made? Airplane. And that's funny. When I was looking through the comments, I was like, that was that was near the top. <laughs> I mean, that was like, because obviously Reddit's just a forum. Uh-huh. But that one had like so many comments on it. Oh, man. The most quotable movie ever? Mm-hmm. I can think it's like the fact that Brett's already dropped Airplane. I mean, I agree. Airplane is very quotable. Austin Powers is up there. Oh, yeah. Lord of the Rings is probably up there. Lord of the Rings just doesn't have enough. I mean, it's more, uh, yeah, but you it's shall quotable. not pass. And, yeah. But, like, why so serious? Dark Knight. Yeah. Um, but, like, what movies has the most quote-worthy lines in it? And I think Airplane definitely is probably number one. Dumb and Dumber is pretty up there, I think. Yeah, like, a lot of young... Um, <clears throat> earlier Jim Carrey movies like Ace Ventura. Anchorman, maybe? Oh, yeah, Anchorman. Oh, yeah. But I would have to agree Airplane is number one. Okay. Yeah. All right, next question. The Drumming Ape asks, what food doesn't taste the same as it did when you were a kid? Hmm. This one, oh, I recently had something that... I was like, this is not as good. Oh, Squeeze-Its. Squeeze-Its don't taste... That's not a food, but that's a drink. Um, what else doesn't taste the same? I'm, I mean, I'm mainly thinking of, like, candy and all that stuff because my sugar... Butterfinger. Oh, Butterfinger. <laughs> that's just because they changed the recipe. Oh, they're worse at that. Um, I don't know because, like, I have, like, a very simplistic palate, which has annoyed a couple of dates because it's just like, you know, why don't you do this? Why? And then there's always that, that that question that I get with a horrified look on your face. Why are you asking for ketchup? Because ketchup is a sauce. (laughs) No, it is not. You only put ketchup on like fries and like some people put it on hot dogs. These are complaints that I've been told to my face. And I'm like, okay, that's what some people do. <laughs> I put ketchup on a lot of things. So I don't know. I, I You know it's funny? I feel like the world, at least my world that I'm in, ketchup is becoming less acceptable to put on other things that are out of that realm than ranches. Ranch is becoming more acceptable to put on random things. See, I can't stand the taste of ranch. It makes me sick to my stomach. I I'm fine either way. Rancher. I'm I actually am diving in a little bit into ranch, ranchdom. The only ranch I can handle is the cool ranch uh, toast or Doritos chips. Oh, okay. Um, I'm trying to think of like food foods because I know drinks definitely taste different. And then of course things that they change the recipe with, like Seven Up, Cherry Seven Up, they change the recipe with that, and so it doesn't taste the same. Once again, I'm in a drink, food wise. Um, I don't know. I don't know. When I was a kid, I I used to like uh, some cereals, and then they kind of 
got too sugary for me. And also the reverse, <clears throat> Re- eating more grown-up foods have gotten better, <laughs> like <laughs> grown-up cereals. <laughs> like that is true because, like, what was it back in the day? Like the really only grown-up cereal was like Raisin Bran mm-hmm. and like the mini wheats or whatever. Yeah, like sure. The, mini wheats yeah, and stuff. Yeah, like that. those were like the only like grown-up cereals. So. All right, we'll move on. Uh, Moneybot asks, what TV show had crazy good first season and a dumpster fire for a second season? Heroes? Yeah, Heroes. I forgot about Heroes. I was also thinking of um, Lie to Me. Oh, I love that first, first season of first Lie season to Me. Was really that good. was really good. You guys so, mentioned po- uh, Prison Break? Oh, oh yes. Prison Break. I've always wanted to go back and relive that first season again. Oh, I've done it before. It, it still holds up when you re, when you relive it. In fact, I think the last time I did that, I tried going further uh-huh. than I've ever gone before. And I went to the season three, and I'm like, okay, I'm good here. I went to the mm. end of season three. My favorite thing when I think I'm not sure if it was season three or four, but uh, I was working at Select Health in the mailroom, and there was a somebody that really was a big fan of that. And they're just, I'm like, I just can't get back into it. And the lady that I was talking to goes up to me, she goes, you know, they're going to kill off that main girl because she's asking for more money. And I go, no, they're not going to kill her off. So in the next episode, they behead her and she's dead for supposedly a couple of episodes. And then she comes back because supposedly this was the rumor in the early two thousands was that she realized oh, they can kill her off and she would rather have money rather than uh, uh, no money. So she came back, signed her contract and then they kind of staged like that. It was somebody else. It was this or that or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm like, interesting. <laughs> um, Oh, geez. I mean, I'll tell you, I, I love the 24 series. It kind of got ridiculous after a little while, probably about season four, season five. But that first season was just insanely good because you didn't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm going to say Prison Break and uh, Lie to Me and Heroes are definitely, I can't think of anything else that is so good and then went so flat on its face. Yep. All right, next question. The Golden... Gargoyle, I can't read. Um, ask which actor do you think has nailed every role they are given? No, I don't think that's possible, but who do you think asked who's nailed the most of their roles that they've been given? I mean, I could just go for the cheap cop out and say Tom Cruise because he's, you know, a good cocky fighter pilot, cocky vampire, <laughs> cocky, you know, am I a special agent or whatever? What about I, Leonardo DiCaprio, though? Um, oh, Leo. Let's see. Leo is pretty good. Like there's certain movies that like I have bought because Leo is in it. And I'm like, I can't stand this movie. So he might have nailed it, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say something weird. And knowing that there is like a, a a issue, but I'm going to go with Chris Pratt. I feel as though some people really hate the whole his hands holding yeah. out to in the Jurassic World and that type of a thing. But I I feel as though he has nailed like 
that's that character. And when yeah. I see him as Star-Lord, that's that character. And when mm-hmm. I see him on the terminal list, like that is a brutal, awesome series. And I think he's, I think he's nailed every single role. I've never seen him in Parks and Rec because it's just not, I don't find it funny, but I've been told that he's just fantastic in that role. So I'm going to go with Chris Pratt. I was also thinking Morgan Freeman also has nailed just about every role he's been in. I don't think I've ever seen a Morgan Freeman character. Tom Hanks? Tom Hanks, yeah. I didn't watch his earlier 80s stuff like uh, Bachelor Party, and I tried watching Joe versus the Volcano, and I just couldn't. <laughs> it is it is so bizarre. That is yeah, such I, a bizarre. I only movie. made it like 20 minutes through, and I'm like, there's no way I'm finishing uh, congrats. this. Congrats. I, I finished it, and I, I've, I guess, you know, on my deathbed, you know, some of my regrets have be one of them. <laughs> I finished watching Joe versus the Volcano. And, and therefore, you can't say... Um, Bill Murray, because <laughs> he has not nailed everything. No, absolutely not. Yeah, Tom Hanks, even his voice acting, comparing to Garfield with Bill Murray, like the Toy Story with Tom Hanks and stuff like that, and he's nailed it. Tim Allen? Tim Allen. Um, because like his Buzz Lightyear is so good. Mm-hmm. I watched for the first time in my life this past uh, Christmas the Santa Claus. Never oh, wow. seen it before in my entire life. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Home Improvement, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yep. Last Man Standing, fantastic. Mm-hmm. I, I, I probably, I'm, I know I'm missing a lot, but I just, and maybe like the whole Lightyear movie may have flopped for, you know, there's one reason, but I think there's another reason, which was, you know, they had Chris Evans as Lightyear and not Tim Allen. I'm, I think I'm going to go with, I think I got to go with Tom Hanks on this. Like just, I think he's probably the one that's, I feel comfortable saying has nailed pretty much every role. Yeah. All right. We are going to do our March madness of action movies, the most rewatchable action movies. Now we've been on hiatus for a couple of weeks. We were sick. We were on spring break. Woo, spring break. And so now we're going to, pick it up where we last left off i'm pretty sure march madness is over right yep it's over yukon one i was going to do you know my original introduction to the whole podcast was i am brett the kansas jayhawk loser of the podcast <laughs> to my right the alabama crimson tide loser of the podcast <laughs> To my left, or sorry, to my left, to my right, the didn't even make it to the NIT tournament loser of the of the podcast, uh, B, the BYU uh, Cougar, uh, Tim. That was going to be the original intro, but I was like, eh, it's been a while. So who did you have winning it, by the way, Curdle? Houston, Houston. That's what I had. I I picked for my wife, and that's what she had going, and so. I had hope after Alabama lost that Houston was going to keep going for her, and then they all went out too. Yeah. I saw that uh, fun fact that um, this is the first time ever since the creation of the uh, like the standings of uh-huh. it that a number one hasn't made it to the Elite Eight. That's amazing. That is super amazing. And I think this started in the 70s. Mm-hmm. So yeah. All right. So this is the last quadrant of uh, most rewatchable action movies. And to start us off, we have Fifth Element versus Hunt for Red October. So I know where Brett's leaning. I, I, I assume I, I know where Criddle's leaning. I immediately cause... have to go for Hunt for October. The only saving grace of Fifth Element is Chris, Chris Tucker. Tucker. <laughs> I hate that movie. I was listening to somebody on a podcast 
wax poetic about how phenomenal the fifth element is. I'm like, I just must be like the most bizarre person because I hate that movie. No, I'm finding out as I'm coming out of the woodwork. Well, I'm not that I was hiding or anything. I just thought everybody, I was in a bliss where I thought everybody enjoyed it and loved it as much as I do. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I'm finding out you either love it or you hate it. There's not really a middle ground. Coben, Coben, my man. <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> but <Bzzz>. as far <laughs> as rewatchability between these movies, okay, Fifth Element, we talked about before that comedies have a higher rewatchability. So I'm going to mainly talk about this because I know I'm probably the one that is well i'm not going to decide this i'm pretty sure i'm i'm sure you guys are both leaning hunt for october but so fifth element is great because it has the comedic rewatchability hunt for october is more serious and so therefore i feel like it takes away from the rewatchability of it not that it's not a great movie i love hunt for october in fact i really want to watch it right now um but I'm rewatching these movies in my head and we're seeing which one would I want to watch and then watch again. It would, it has to go with the comedic fifth element. So that's no surprise. I thought I might lean towards the hunt for October because I do love that movie. And it is my favorite Jack Ryan movie of all time. See, I hate again. I cannot understate. It cannot be understated enough. I hate the fifth element movie. <laughs> I, dude, I would rather watch the six hour Zack Snyder cut version of the hunt for red October <laughs> on repeat for a week, rather than have to watch the fifth element twice. <laughs> I hate the fifth element. Oh man. <laughs> That's funny. I'm going fifth element. Oh, yes. Yes. I wasn't sure which way you were going to go, Griddle. Are you doing this despite Brett? No, I just, I, I, I'm good for, I'm fine with a good spite also. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just, I, I think it, the comedy does lend itself to rewatchability in this mm -hmm. case. Um, Will it we'll go even further? Probably not. But um, <laughs> in this case, I'm like, I feel like the Hunt for October. It, the Hunt for October is a fantastic movie. Mm -hmm. it, it's great. Sean Connery. Um, Do you know what I thought about uh, Red Hunt for October? Is it is the only movie that I can think of that um, what's his name Curry, Tim Tim, Tim Curry, Curry is, is not kind of yeah he's not a villain in the movie yeah he's not a villain and I was like that's different so it's a good movie it's a really good movie it just it feels long. Um, I know the fifth element does too, but like there, there is some comedic pitch. And I think the, the honest saving grace is Chris Tucker in that for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like, I like the whole cast. I like, of course, Bruce Willis, Chris Tucker. I like, um, what's her name? Mila. No, it's not Mila. What is her Mia, name? Mia Jovich. Jovich? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, um, Gary Oldman's in Gary there. Gary Oldman. Yes. Those four. Great. It's, it's funny. I saw that movie at a dollar. Tr dollar Tree or a dollar, not Dollar Tree, a dollar theater. Um, get, out the, get out of the store. What are you doing when you're watching a movie? <laughs> I, I, you, I, we're going to charge you $3 for that. <laughs> it was a crazy time in California. <laughs> so I saw it at a dollar theater and we, we watched like, they got about 20 minutes into it and then the movie stopped playing on the projector and Ooh. then they restarted the movie again. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, what part of California? Because when I went, when I was in California in the northern part of San Diego in Orange County, I said dollar theater and everybody looked at me like, that's not a thing. Movies are expensive here. Like, and nobody would, 
like pay money to go see a dollar movie oh, in that this, area. This was back in what ninety six. Yeah. So this was like Sacramento area. Oh, okay. All right. Just curious. Yeah, you grew up in Rancho Cucamonga. Cordova. Cordova. Oh, whatever. Seattle. I just wanted to say it. <laughs> um. So, fun fact. I'm going on another tangent. <laughs> so me and uh, Taylor, who was a friend of the podcast and will return someday, <laughs> um, he we went and watched Shazam. And so that movie paused and turned off on a certain scene. And let me just pre- preface this by saying, you know, I, <laughs> I I'm going to make this dance that, you know, you know, I'm, I support our LGBTQ people. And so this is not a, oh. a negative thing at all, but right when it, right when mm-hmm. one of the characters says that he's gay, uh-huh. it, it just went and it just froze. And so I me everybody was just waiting. And me and Taylor talked about it. We, I was waiting for like a voiceover by, um, <clears throat> by uh, Zach Levi, Zach or? Levi, or something like that, just to say, like, oh, we, you know, oh, th- we love this or whatever. We were waiting for something, and then it was like a minute has gone by and it's frozen, and then people started laughing because it was literally the moment that he dropped the bomb that he's gay, uh-huh. and <laughs> we're just started laughing like this, and it was, and then finally the whole thing just shut off and nobody even knew. So people had to go tell somebody and the manager and like, okay. And, and, uh, there's like, where did you leave off? And some kid of course shouts out the part where he says he's gay. <laughs> and it's just like, it could have been at a, there's only one time. And I won't tell the story here of another movie that cut out in the theaters at a, Oh, okay. Uh, for the people who remember, I'm not going to get into the detail, but do you remember the the reboot of Ch- Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Um, I don't. Re- it was like in the 90s or early two. It was in the early 2000s. Because yeah. oh, I, I I'll tell you. I just sorry. I, I'm going to just talk over your. Uh, the, I <laughs> feel so bad because as I was watching that movie, I've never laughed more hysterically at a part of the movie that was supposed to be like scary and traumatizing when the one girl hops into the the car, she's like, and then she takes a shotgun and then boom, you see the hole in her head. I've never laughed so hard (laughs) at like a supposed like horrifying scene ever because it was just that like ridiculous. Sorry. Now. So very, I think it's a very close scene to that. So, you know, when she pulls out a gun of somewhere, uh huh. So when she sticks her hand in and it starts pulling something out, that's when it like froze and we're like, what's going on? And then it's, and actually it was at, um, uh, the fire, the fire alarm started going off at that point. And we're like, is this part of the movie? <laughs> like she's reaching in, grabbing the gun and all of a sudden, haven't you ever seen matinee? Uh, you know, John Goodman was in the back. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll continue on. So I think it's funny just to recap where we left off. So that fifth element moved on. This next one, we're talking about Grey Escape and Die Hard. So will this be a Bruce on Bruce next round? So just pause it. So we're just going to go back. I will tell you, I loved the whole I'm gay thing Mm -hmm. because you're expecting like a whole, oh, my butt. And it's like, yeah, we knew. 
And then they just continued on yeah. with the movie. I love that. Yes, we that didn't was need great. to pause. We didn't need to be like uh-huh. shake his hand or whatever. Yeah. It was kind of a heartwarming feeling. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah buddy, we we know we got yeah. you. Yeah. All right. Sorry. So we got Great Escape and we got Die Hard. So Bruce Willis possibly versus Bruce Willis, which I'm going to predict that that's probably what's going to happen. Because The Great Escape is a great movie. I remember watching it and got it from the library. Never heard of it. My dad said it was great. It has a good soundtrack or whatever. Uh, you know, one of the skits from Naked Gun 33 and the third finally made sense to me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but man. It is a long movie and like the action scenes in Die Hard and like I'm going to call him Carl Winslow because I don't know what his name is, (laughs) but the back and forth friendship from Bruce Willis's character, John McClane to Carl Winslow is great. And even though like there's parts of like near the very end of The Great Escape where like these people sadly just get mowed down after all that hard work Mm -hmm. is devastating. Yes. But at the same time, rewatchability, I think I have to go with Die Hard. There's a reason why people watch Die Hard every single year for Christmas. Die Hard is my vote. Yep. Great Escape is one of those movies that honestly, I I would rather just stop watching it once they escape. Yeah, because... You you have the kind of fun Steve McQueen mm-hmm. by uh, motorcycle chase scene. You have uh, James Garner. I think he's the only one. Him and another guy are the only one that get out alive. And no, the um the colonel does. Oh, that's right. The Commodore. That's what I meant. From yes, Ma- the Commodore. Maverick. Yeah, great movie. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I'm going Die Hard. Die Hard. I think we're all going Die Hard, yep. right? Die Hard. Die Hard. Just so we'll get into it next round, but such a great movie. Okay, next movie, Goldfinger, or next one, Goldfinger versus Warrior. I think Warrior is a movie that Jeremy's been telling me to watch for years, and I've never watched it. So I have to go with Goldfinger. Because <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Warrior, I think you would really like it. Have you seen Warrior, Colonel? That's the Nick Nolte, yeah. Tom Hardy. I love Warrior. Warrior is a movie I mean, that I can rewatch a lot. If you enjoy boxing movies and fighting movies like that. like MMA? Yeah, like mixed martial arts. Great movie. Love it. Um, I think it's also like a great, it's based on a true story. So that's kind of, you know, heartwarming as well as the story itself. It's just heartwarming. I I really like it. Goldfinger is probably my one of my favorite older Bond movies. Um, I definitely would rather watch Warrior over again. Mm. So, uh, Criddle, where you lay? I get the split decision again. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Have you noticed me and Jeremy try to make you decide? Yep. I I am aware. <laughs> um <clears throat> I'm I don't remember. I don't re- remember Goldfinger that much. I do I mean I did enjoy it. A pushy galore. <laughs> I don't I'm I'm going to go towards Warrior. I just were like uh Goldfinger, I like the fact that they go towards Fort Knox. And yeah. I think that story is awesome. Yeah, that's cool. All right. Next one is Inception versus <clears throat> Predator. Ooh. This is an interesting one. Like Predator, I'm having to recall that from the recesses of my mind because I haven't watched it since I became an adult. I've watched it as a kid. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. That they're the number one. The number I do one. enjoy it. I like the cat and mouse chase. Uh-huh. 
Um, oh, Inception though was fantastic. Inception's fantastic. However, it is deep, and so I feel like because of the deepness of it, also that kind of takes away its rewatchability. Here's my only thing, and I'm not saying anything wrong here. The only <laughs> says you, yeah. The, the, <laughs> o- the only thing that really actually has me not going for Inception is I got tired of the whole Leo's character talking to Ellen Page, and uh-huh. you know, he, you know, she was a person that we were supposed to experience, be told. Yeah. how things work or whatever. And I feel as though that that kind of slowed things down even further. Like not saying that she was a bad character, but the, the constant, like, I'm going to ask this question here. I'm going to ask this question here. Mm-hmm. It was so talked down to like, you know, cause we're the audience Yeah, that I'm like, I think I could have gotten this without uh-huh. the majority of this character existing. And I feel as though that slows down some of the movie's like awesomeness. Mm-hmm. Like again, I love the layer upon layer. Like that, like I, I've gone back and forth between one of my friends. He hates that part of Inception. And I love that w- that's what I like about mm-hmm. Inception. And then he loves that stupid Tom Cruise minority report. And I hate that movie with a strong, fiery passion of the sun. So I love, like, we constantly, like, battle back and forth between which movie sucks. And the funny thing is, is we always uh, agree. Well, I like my thing, you like your thing, and you hate your, my thing, and I hate your thing. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Predator. The one thing I think that the Inception thing, and this sounds really, I'm just picking at this because of rewatchability, not because it doesn't make it a good movie or a good movie to watch and enjoy. But I just hate the dynamic of him and his wife. Uh, like, I don't really. Like, yes, you long for your wife and want to be with her again and all that stuff. And But, yeah, she's also, play, like, haunting you. And that, to me, just, I'm, whenever it's about his wife and, like, and they're in the hotel room and that, it just comes down to a crawl at that point. And I'm just like, uh, I'd rather go back to the dream states yeah. where it's, like, all action and all that stuff like that to me, but is the wife stuff, <laughs> even though it's the most, um, that's what this is all kind of side story about. Yeah. I don't know if I've mentioned it here on the podcast, but fun fact, if I haven't, if I have, you get to hear it again. So, um, they asked, uh, what's his name? Christopher who's, Nolan. No. Who's the Kane? Michael Kane. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, Michael Caine says, ask Christopher Nolan, like, how do I know which scene is dream state and which ones I'm not? And he goes, well, any scene that you're in is not a dream. So that's a fun fact about the movie. Interesting. So, yeah, Michael Caine, anytime you see him in the movie, it's not a, it's not a dream. That's cool. I'm going with Predator. I didn't see that coming, but. I'm going with Predator, too. Yeah. <clears throat> Good on us. All right, let's go on to the the next round of these. Let's go return back to Fifth Element and Die Hard. Okay, John McClane says yippee kayo kaye <laughs> to Fifth Element and <laughs> Chicken Lady. Same. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I just want to think about my <clears throat> my time here with Die Hards. I got to put it on record where I stand, but I don't know where I stand. Um, 
because they're both very rewatchable in my <laughs> my eyes. Oh gosh, like I don't want to take I don't want to take these movies apart. <laughs> um, I love the world building in the fifth element. I love like all the the you know the world that they built. It's so fun and enjoyable. Um. There, there might be some slower points in that movie, but I'm trying to think of them. I just feel them when I think about rewatching them, I, but I don't think. What? I'm, <laughs> for the slower parts of the movie is every scene that doesn't feature Chris Tucker. <laughs> um, I like, yeah. I, I think Die Hard has a better villain. Yeah, I was just thinking that has, too. Has a better, I think has a, Bruce Willis is a better character, I think, in Die Hard. Yeah, he has a better backstory and a better Be- better side characters in Die Hard. Oh yes, that's true. Um, All right, Cradle. <laughs> All right, three for Die Hard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and going back to Warrior now. Okay, now I need to do a what if you were in charge of the library and pick all of your favorite movies, and which which two would you save? Oh yeah, that would that would be a painful one. Warrior versus Predator. This one I know is Warrior for me. Um, I like watch, watching Warrior, even though it is more emotional. Um, there's no comedic value in any of these movies, so nothing lends itself to that. Um, Predator, action, Warrior, more, yeah, more dramatic. Um, I, th- I just think the story doesn't really pause or slow down in Warrior, where Predator... I don't know. I'm going off of my 1990s knowledge of Predator. I feel like. See, and again, having not watched Warrior, the main reason why I'm sliding towards Predator, because I have not seen it since I was a teenager, mm-hmm. but it is the antithesis of an 80s action movie. Yes, it Just is. Just over the top, insane. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger. And you know what? I kind of met, like, what was it? Somebody brought up to the fact that the two movies that probably, well, one of them obviously didn't win any awards or, or at least notable awards. I didn't watch any of the Academy Awards, so it could have. But you have the uh, Top Gun Maverick, which was just a good movie, which made over a billion dollars, which people just generally loved, was not going to transcend anything, but was just a, I guess you could say a classic like 80s, 90s movie. Mm-hmm. Now you have John Wick 4, which is crushing all the co- competition. It is basically kind of an 80s, 90s, oh, yeah. over-the-top action movie. Mm-hmm. Like, why can't we get more of these just, like, we don't have to, like, like again, Shazam 2, they could have, like, pulled that scene out so much longer and just uh, applauded themselves and do this mm-hmm. and this. Yeah, we knew. And then back to action. Like uh, that's what I that's what I want, and that's you don't what- want to go into like the emotional and like diving into stories of why the why of on characters where the '80s they didn't really dive in; they were almost surface deep. Yeah, backstories. <clears throat> I agree. I agree with that. Sometimes I think action movies these days these days try to put too much of a story behind, and it's like, no, we're paying money to be entertained. By action, things blowing up. I mean, there was a reason Michael Bay was who he was back in the day. Like, people just want to see stuff blow up. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I feel you there. So that's why, yeah, I'm leaning towards 
Predator because it is just the 80s antithesis of an action movie. I'm going Predator. Oh, man. Ooh, did not see that coming. I didn't see it coming either. I just think I there's something about Arnold Schwarzenegger's presence in an 80s movie back when he was the uh, the guy with action. Mm-hmm. And just the, the whole uh, idea of Predator was just, to me, is a little more action-y, more rewatchable, mm-hmm. more fun. <clears throat> All right. Well... What about this? Die Hard oh, versus Predator. Fun fact. Baby. Directed by the same guy. Oh, oh these movies really? are? Really? Uh, uh, McTiernan? Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Same guy. Idea. That's cool. Well, congratulations to you. <laughs> so, oh. I, I, I'm Die Hard without a doubt. Yeah. <clears> it's <throat> just, I, I want Die Hard too, but I, after just waxing poetic about predator <laughs> I'm now, you want to slap it back in the face yeah but my more rewatchable and maybe like maybe it's my fault that i have not watched predator since i was a teenager but uh you know it, when you have die hard as a christmas movie you have to watch it at christmas once a year whereas predator uh, you may need to get back on our calendar yeah or, we or do. whatever because maybe there's a day that we could like Start figuring out what day is National Predator Day. Uh, <laughs> February. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm. I gotta go. Die Hard. Um, Yay! Die Hard moves on regardless of yep. Brett's decision. I'll go Die Hard too because oh, okay. it is. It is good. I, I I mean, if you even if you just boil, if I just made that decision based on rewatchable villain, mm-hmm. Predator versus Hans, Hans wins. Oh yes. Yes, Hans is great. All right. Now this, starting back in the first round of this other section here, um, the A-Team, the, like, the, I don't think there's an old A-Team movie, just no, the show, right? Just so the there's TV only show. one A-Team, yep, versus Con Air, which I think this is a really good matchup. It is, and I will tell you, I've never, like, Con Air to me was just an okay movie. Like, I know a lot of people really loved this character, this character, that character, the bunny or whatever <laughs> it was. His his like southern accent. Uh-huh. <laughs> I have never want the instant I watched the A-Team movie, I walked out of it, the theater and I was like, I want a sequel to this yesterday. Like it was so fun, so insane. I mean, the opening scene, they're using a they're trying to make a cannon fly. Mm-hmm. It is just fun. Yep. And that's this is where comedy is going to make this probably win through rewatchability of comedy. Um, Con Air is great. I like Con Air. It has a really good cast. I mean, it has um, Dave Chappelle, has Steve Buscemi, has, of course, uh, Nick Cage. Uh, I don't really like the two cops. I'm not a big fan of, oh, man, what are their names? The brother and sister that are, their last names, I think, starts with a C. Why can I not remember them? Oh, I know who you're talking. Uh, what's his face? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what's his face? <laughs> um, he, he is like an FBI agent. John Cusick. John Cusick, yep. I do not like, I do not appreciate <laughs> John Cusick, nor his sister. Um, and then there's the guy that drives the car, uh, the fancy car that gets, like, destroyed at the end of this the movie he's also quasi famous i don't like him though but he plays a good prick um 
And also the guy that was uh, Officer Lasseter in Psych was a uh, police officer in Con Air, too. Which guy? Lasseter. Oh, Lasseter was in it? Yeah. Huh, I wonder who he was. He's just a police officer. He's just a police officer. Police officer number one. Yeah. Um, so great movie. Um, there are lulls in it, and there's no denying that, because this is a movie where they spent and should have been a little bit more action-y instead of a lot more like, Oh, we're in remembrance of this this part, and oh, he's sad, so we need to kind of play sad music, and he needs to have some silence to meditate on how sad he is, and that's unfortunate because the action was what we're all there for. So I got to move a team as well. A team. All right. All right. Next one: Lethal Weapon versus Two Towers. Oh. So. Ooh. This one is a good one because Lethal Weapon's great action. It's it Lethal Weapon is once again eighties where comedy. it's just action comedy, but it is like this one's a little deeper. I feel like than most action movies in the eighties. Like well, yeah, there's a little bit more you, depth. You get to know Mel Gibson's character where he's troubled. He has a, ba- a tragic backstory. Uh, one of my favorite things is Loaded Weapon, Yes, which makes fun of Lethal Weapon, where (laughs) uh, Emilio Estevez does the random butt in the moonlight walk. And and I'd watched Loaded Weapon first, and then I saw Lethal Weapon later as an older teenager. And I was just like, oh. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Okay, I get you. You were laughing when it's not even a funny scene. Yeah, but I can't. Well, because, you know, what are you doing? Just one of those butt in the moonlight walks. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Two Towers is a, probably the best Lord of the Rings movie. Um, and when you watch it, the extended edition, somehow it gets better. Um, it is a longer movie than Lethal Weapon. So does length also have a, a play on rewatchability? I think it depends. I think it depends on the enjoyment of the, the overall enjoyment. Like I said, with uh, uh, because what was it? The, the Great Escape. I remember, again, checking that out from the library uh, on VHS, and it was a two-taper. Yeah, you're like, and, oh, three hours. And uh, Two Towers would be a two-taper as well, yeah. too. And it's just like, oh, I don't know. That's why it, it took for years for me to watch uh, uh, Braveheart, because I'm like, oh, that's a two-taper. I don't know if I can yeah. rationalize watching a two-taper. And for me, I don't know if you guys experience this at all. If grown-ups tend to like movies, you kind of like, I don't know. If my parents like this movie, I don't know if I will. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of those movies for me. Um, two Towers. So rewatchability, once again, I think pace also has a huge play in it. And I yes. think Two Towers' is pace is slow, and it's not... And not, it doesn't speed up until, you know, the battle scenes. So I'm going to go with the two towers over Lethal Weapon because to me, the Lethal Weapon was a really good opening series. I found once we got over the sad, depressing character of Mel Gibson and you have him and Danny Clever build that relationship starting with the second movie. The second movie is a tad bit more entertaining because it's more comical mm-hmm. and also serious at the same time. Is the second one the introduction of um, yes, Joe Pesci? Joe Pesci. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hey, guys, 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 guys. <laughs> um, okay, 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 okay. okay, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I have to go with Two Towers just because there's, to me, there's more of a dramatic lull with the first lethal weapon to because of the, the whole psychological mm-hmm. damaged 
you know, police officer yeah. and stuff like that. That's a good point. What do you think, Criddle? I was I was originally leaning towards Lethal Weapon. Um, but I really I mean there there are a lot of really fun, memorable scenes in the two towers. Isn't this the one where there where or Bloom's character and the other Yes uh, Gimli? Yeah, the Gimli there um competing. Yes. Which is really fun, a fun thing to watch. It's mm-hmm. like you know, that I feel like that helps really lend itself to rewatchability, just their dynamic and their characters. Um I think I might lean towards two towers. It was funny. I don't know if you're swayed by Brett, but I was leaning towards Lethal Weapon until Brett kind of dove in on Lethal Weapon. I was like, oh, okay. If if this was Lethal Weapon 2, I probably would have done Lethal Weapon 2. Yes. I don't remember Lethal Weapon 2 as well. Because so I, I, I don't even know. I really do enjoy the addition of Joe Pesci. Because he definitely lends it. His presence lends himself to rewatchability. Yes. His yes. character. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Three... For two towers, but yeah, I was close of going to Lethal Weapon. I was surprised. Okay, 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 okay. Brett, if you would have just leaned into Lethal Weapon and not said anything, I would have fallen into Lethal Weapon. I don't know if you would have wow. before. But well, yeah. I, I do like that dynamic between yeah. um, the Mel Gibson character and Donald Danny Glover. Just their their dynamic, but like I'm I'm my mind has been thinking about two with Joe Pesci, uh-huh. yeah, not one. And I was not thinking about like the rest of the story other than the beginning. And then once I started thinking of it, rest of the stories of Lethal Weapon 1, I was like, eh. Because that's the one where, let's see, who are they going after in Lethal Weapon 1? Is, I think it's an, an inside like police job. I think. I'm not sure if it's corrupt cops or whatever. I know the second one is diplomatic immunity. <laughs> <laughs> but is it number one or is it number three where some of the action goes back to... Um, What's his name's house? Uh, I think it's two that goes... With the toilet? It's either... Yeah, the toilet, yeah. It's two, I think. Yeah, it's two oh, that okay. goes Which, to the toilet. Fun yeah. fact, I heard that that on a podcast that that is... That house they used for, Dan, for Danny Glover was the neighbor to um, Chevy Chase's character in Christmas Vacation. Oh, oh, interesting. Fun fact. Fun indeed. All right, the next one is Fugitive versus Face-Off, which, once again, I think these are pretty... Like, you know, they're in the same realm. Uh, yeah. I know which one Brett's going to go for. I have no doubt. <laughs> okay. So then I'll let you guys talk this out. <laughs> um, okay. I have no idea what he's going for. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> no doubt. Hmm. Uh, so I'll, I'll give a breakdown of uh, Fugitive. Um, I think this is, first of all, this movie's iconic. It's, it's woven its way throughout all comedy movies and tv shows (laughs) um even scrubs which is hilarious um you know what i'm talking about Brett, Mm -hmm. right yeah do you have you seen that part with with the the janitor janitor. (laughs) (laughs) in fact if you didn't know that the janitor was a cop in fugitive kimball (laughs) (laughs) my my favorite uh part of the fugitive is when uh the the uh, comedic thing for the simpsons when Bart frames Millhouse, Millhouse's oh, yeah. <laughs> on the crate. He's like, but I didn't do anything. I, I don't, don't care. care. <laughs> um, and face off, face off, uh, Nick Cage ver- uh, versus uh, John Travolta, which switching faces, <laughs> <laughs> which is entertaining if you ask me. I don't, I, 
Um, they, they magically have this, the same exact height, even though they're two. Hey, uh, no, they talk about that. I think they change things in them. Okay. Height and, <laughs> and, and muscle mass. And they and, did that too. Yeah. When you press play, you go along the ride. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah exactly. You bought the ticket. Uh, exactly. No, I'm all for the Adam Carolla uh, face-off theory. Um, I'm, I'm, I didn't know going into this what I'd pick. I'm critical. Do you know what you're going to pick? I'm just curious. I think I do. Okay. Well, I'm going fugitive. That's what I'm going for. Right. Going yep. Fugitive. fugitive. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I, I kind I knew Brett didn't, doesn't care for face off. I know. I, I appreciate the face off theory. Yeah. But <laughs> I, I remember, what was it? I think I was working at Harmon's in the video department when that came on VHS. And I'm like, I, I I just, because I could rent anything for free, as long as I brought it back the next day, I was fine. And so I just checked it out to myself and I'm like, face off. What the heck is this? And then I watched it. I'm like, yeah, what the heck was that? (laughs) Um, Next one is Black Hawk Down versus Midnight Run. Which, both these movies I've only seen once. Both of them I've seen when I was much younger. Black Hawk Down, uh, Middle East movie, um, war movie, Midnight Run. How would you describe it? It's not psychological, right? It's just a, it's an action drama. Or no, it's comedy. No, it's a comedy. I was thinking of. What are we talking about? Because I'm like, no, there's another movie that's Run. Yeah. Is a more. I was thinking of, was it Marathon? It was the dentist one. Is Marathon, that Marathon Man? Man? Yeah. yeah, I was thinking of Marathon Man. Okay, Midnight Run is the one with the guy from Beethoven. Yes. And um, Robert De Niro? Robert De Niro. Yeah. Uh, where Robert De Niro is bringing him in on like... So he basically is the the guy from the Great Muppets Christmas Carol, which I'm trying to figure out what his name... Like, I can't remember what his name is in real life. But he was an accountant to a. Do you mean the caper? Yeah, the great Muppet caper. Yeah. Oh, sorry. you said Christmas Carol. Sorry. Um, he was an accountant for a crime boss, and he decided to steal money from the crime boss. So he was in the, like working for the mafia as an accountant, and he decided to try to see if he could steal it because like who's gonna check the accountant's work? Well, I guess they did. And so now the accountant, uh, the, the mafia is trying to uh, take him down. He wants to be free. And then you have Robert De Niro, who is a bounty hunter, who there's a huge bounty to get him to arrest or because nobody wants to, this guy because or the police are worried that things are going to happen. So they're going to get him to point A to point B through this bounty hunter. And then they're going to turn him over to the police department in L.A. to testify against the mafia. So you have this whole thing going on. To me, it is more comedy than action, but the action is fun. But the comedy just pushes it to me over the top. Where Black Hawk Down is, to me, I I bought it on DVD. I watched it once or maybe twice. And I think that's what it is. It's like, I've seen it. I've seen Black Hawk Down. It's fine. Mm-hmm. But Midnight Run is so fun, so enjoyable, so rewatchable. The, the banter between both the main characters or whatever is just fantastic. 
uh, one of the first things that I, I, when I think of is Robert De Niro gets him on the plane and he goes, I should tell you something. I don't like flying. I, I don't, I, it, it panics me. I don't like being claustrophobic, blah, blah, blah. And so he creates a scene where he's escorted off. They're both of them escorted off the plane by the air marshals because they're creating a scene causing this or whatever. And so they start taking them to, you know, to, to from where they are to LA through car. And he basically gets a jump on Robert De Niro and he finds a small propeller uh, plane and he starts taking off in that. And so when Robert De Niro brings him out, he goes, I thought you didn't, I thought you said you didn't like flying. He goes, no, I don't like flying, but I am a, an, a certified pilot. <laughs> he's like, but, but he's like, I didn't say it terrifies me. I just said I didn't like it. And I did. <laughs> <laughs> Would you say that um, for people who are not familiar with Men Night Run, there's a little bit of similarity between it in the movie with Adam Sandler Bulletproof? Like, because that's Damon Wayans and Adam Sandler banter as Damon Wayans is trying to bring him in. Yeah. Just like there's a similar like storyline. Well, and then they kind of redid Midnight Run recently with Melissa McCarthy. I can't remember what it was, but basically it was Midnight Run with Melissa McCarthy. McCarthy's. Is that the Sandra Bullock one? I am. I'm going to have to check what that one is. But the, the, yeah. <clears throat> anyway, the guy's name, uh, Charles Grodin. That's oh, okay. who I was trying to figure out what it is. But uh, yeah, I think it's easily Midnight Run, and I don't think it's even close. What are your thoughts, Griddle? I haven't seen any of these two. You haven't seen either? Wow, I'm surprised you haven't seen Black Hawk Down. Nope. So um, I'm kind of leaning towards heavily what you guys, I'm leaning on whatever <laughs> you guys say <laughs> about them. Yep, it's Midnight Run. It's Midnight Run for me yeah. then. All right, uh, going back to A-Team and Two Towers. <laughs> <laughs> it's completely two different movies. Wow. So just out of <clears throat> odd curiosity for you, if you put A-Team versus The Losers. A-Team. Eighteen. Well, Losers got some fun stuff to it, but it's not as co consistently fun. The helicopter pilot on the A team is just great. Oh yeah, yeah, I'd say the A team. Okay, the losers like Chris Evans being in there, and if Chris Evans is the saving grace in Losers consistently, like if you take him out of the movie, would you watch it? Like again? No, no. Like his, the bad guy sucks. His character was the main reason for you know why i wanted to see it when it was uh, uh -huh. just a movie trailer because i was like oh yeah yeah and the bad guy sucks right yeah in that movie yeah all right yeah i agree a team is great i can rewatch it because it's a fun story two towers watch it this is this is this is going to be pace and comedy versus um in length this is what it's going to come down to they're both great movies no doubt about that um. So, which one could you watch and then watch again shortly after? I I'd have to say the A team. A team. I think I have to say the A team too. And this, I think it's completely comedy pace and length. I think it also has some really good characters that are super memorable. Oh yes, and fun. Yes. What What does um Liam Neeson say? I love it when a plan I love it comes when a good together. plan comes together. Yep. All right. Now back to Fugitive <laughs> versus Midnight Run. Oh, 
I like that because there's both kind of like fugitives yeah. in both of these movies. They are. So. Yeah, I guess that would have been a good comparable. So yeah, they're both running. And what's his name? The guy from Beethoven gets away from time to time, uh -huh. right? Yeah. Um, I have to easily go with Midnight Run because we've talked about the the lulls, mm -hmm. and I feel as though the fugitive has like it's action packed, but there's a lot of lulls within the entirety of the whole story i'm i'm going with the fugitive just because i really like well not because i haven't seen midnight <laughs> but uh because i i even during those lulls it's it's kind of keeping you like in, in suspense in suspense interesting yeah. that the the story is constantly changing um and it, it's i mean i know it's totally crazy how a doctor like this can't can uh, uh essentially avoid cops for mm -hmm. so long. Um, I also like Tommy Lee Jones' character mm -hmm. and his crew of, of cops trying Probably, to chase him. Probably, in my opinion, Tommy Lee's best. One of his best? Yeah. Roles? The best. I don't even know what other role that I'd want to say is even comparable to this. If somebody has that in mind, let me know because like, there's the Batman movie where he plays <coughs> Two-Face, two which two -face. was horrible. Men in Black. Men in um, Black was, it was good, but it wasn't as good as this one. He was in Captain America. Captain America. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I remember that. Uh, I remember so, he was in like a cheerleader movie. I Oh, yeah. That was a weird one. <laughs> um, IMDb's, you know, first four that are known for Fugitive Number 1, No Country for Old Men. I haven't seen that movie Neither yet. have I. I've been the Horseman too. and the movie Lincoln. He was also in oh, the, yeah. the follow-up to The Fugitive, U.S. Marshals. That, which was not good. He was in that? Yes. Okay. Was, I just remember it, Wesley Snipes. He was just oh, trying Wesley to... Snipes is the one that's running, uh -huh. and he was getting him. Got you. Um, I'm going to let. I'm gonna say... Ooh, he was in a volcano. I forgot. Oh, a volcano. Yeah. I like volcano, just because it is one of the worst of... I still prefer Dante Speak. Yes. It is... My, I, I have a thing for natural disaster movies, and that is a great movie. But it is one of the worst of the natural disaster movies, but I still enjoy it. He's also one of the villains in uh, Under Siege. Oh, yes, I do remember that. That's that's where I get my dream come true, where somebody gets shot with no, a flare gun. That's the second one. Oh, that's the second one? Oh, okay. So, uh, on a train. I thought it was, oh, yeah, it was on the train, wasn't it? Yeah. I thought it was on the boat. Nope. Um, okay, I'm going Midnight Run. I'm honestly, and I don't know if Brett's ever noticed, but Fugitive has not been my favorite movie. No, I, I remember when I bought it, got, I think I got it for one of the movies for Columbia House, and you're like, why did you get that? <laughs> like, well, I also got uh, the, <laughs> what was the other one? Because I got, I got the all the Star Trek movies except for number one, because that is the yeah. worst Star Trek movie ever. And then I got The Fugitive. And then I think the other one was, and we've already done it before on one of the previous rounds, which was the Sylvester Stallone, Wesley Snipes. Oh, yeah. the What is that? Um, I know. Demolition Man. Demolition Man. That yeah. was the other one. So, yeah. My, my Columbia House first order for all free ones, those were my free ones. <laughs> wow. I'm surprised you remember. Whoa. I can't remember mine. All right, we're going up here against uh, A Team and Ooh. Midnight Run. So this is the last one for this section. Um, oh man, I gotta. I think this puts it in the elite eight. Is where we are. Yeah, I'm gonna pitch my vote for the A Team. I I really enjoyed the movie. It's got a great cast: Bradley Cooper. Mm -hmm. Um, it's got the helicopter guy. I don't know what his name is. 
It's got also the guy that plays Bradley. Oh, sorry, Brad. Uh, Liam Neeson. Um, Liam Neeson. Uh, who else the, is there? Um, the guy that plays uh, was oh it Rocco or I I don't remember his name. Oh, what's his name's character? Um, replacing um Mr. T. Mr. Or, T. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I I don't. Yeah, I, I know who that, you're talking about. But I love yeah. that whole dynamic, and then Jessica Biel's in there. Mm-hmm. Um, just it, it's such a fun watch, fun movie. Yep, I'm with you. I'm with a team, a team. I mean, and maybe it would change if I watched Midnight Run again recently and not rely on my 90s memory. Yeah, I'm going to go with Midnight Run, and I'm going to also recommend that you both go watch the Midnight Run immediately, and then you can be kicking yourself for actually <laughs> choosing the wrong movie. <laughs> okay, so for next week to wrap this all up, this is we're going to do a recap. We haven't done a recap yet just because we didn't want to. Okay, so Indiana Jones 3, so that's The Last Crusade, has made it to the last, <laughs> to the Elite Eight bullet train. The movie no of surprises. 2022 <laughs> of the normies. Die Hard, the A-Team. That's funny. These two are kind of, Die Hard and A-Team are kind of similar-ish. Yeah. But more comedy in one or the other. And so it looks like we didn't finish quite the the first two quadrants to get them to the elite eight. So real quickly to wrap up where we're going to be discussing next week is John Wick versus Speed, Captain America versus Winter Soldier, Fast uh, Cap, sorry Captain America Winter Soldier versus Fast and the Furious, Iron Man versus Spider Man No Way Home, <laughs> Infinity War versus Jurassic Park. Ooh, lots of superhero movies on this side. <laughs> One, two. Three, four, four. But yeah, that will be entertaining. And we should have a winner of the most rewatchable movies. This has been quite the the journey taking these 64 down. Um, and honestly, some of these I'm surprised seeing here. Honestly, A-Team, I'm surprised it made it this far. I'm surprised Midnight Run, but obviously I don't remember it. Yeah, rewatch Midnight Run and you'll be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know if there's any, is there any others that we've, brought up i'm surprised fast and furious has made it this far yeah that was the one that uh you didn't see coming yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah because it was against goldeneye (laughs) and avengers endgame yeah um guardians fell both yes that was sad (laughs) um this side of the coin i don't i'm not terribly surprised besides a team die hard is i wouldn't i'm not surprised bullet train i'm not surprised indiana jones 3 is not surprising nope not surprising at all. All right. So stay tuned for next week where we finish this March Madness of action movie bracket. Most rewatchable action movie. I always freak to mention that. Let's wrap this, this podcast up with our recommendations. All right. So my one recommendation, I made a comment earlier in the podcast about uh, the series 24. And I must tell you, I watched a series on Netflix that I think is the closest you could possibly get to 24 nowadays, especially with streaming and whatnot, and also not having 24 episodes in one season, and that is The Night Agent. Never even heard of it. Oh, it was a joy. It's about a Secret Service agent who basically prevents a massive terrorist attack from happening. His dad, he has been riddled with lots of 
possible corruption because his dad also was in the service and was a corrupt agent. So he has that going against him. Then you find out that there's a lot of coincidences that why would this guy be here at this time? His dad was corrupt. Why isn't he, he corrupt? Then some people that are associated with the secret intelligence agencies slowly start getting picked off one by one with a lone survivor that he is tasked to kind of uh, protect. And then there is, I guess you could say, corruption in the White House, which makes it a political intrigue as well as an action movie too, which just leads to like a very intense last episode. Hmm. I will have to give it a watch. And that's on Netflix, you say? Yep. Shame. I'm adding it to my list as we speak. All right. So my recommendation this week. So uh, fun fact. So I've watched more movies. This was almost my mirror match today. I've watched more movies and TV this last week and a half than I have probably in a, usually in a, like a six month time frame, maybe longer, but I don't want to exaggerate. So that's why I say six months. Uh, anyway. So my uh, recommendation this week is, uh, I feel like a good recommendation is the movie Tetris. Ooh, I I had that on my watch list. That was a great movie. I enjoyed it. Um, it was better than I thought it would be. Um, it was it was definitely like for a movie called Tetris. It's and you know, and even seeing the trailer, it's still kind of like surprising all that had to happen for that that game to be released um under nintendo's name mm. that was and not only that the guy's life like and and just realizing how different the ussr was than the rest of the world and their way of thinking and all that was just kind of mine you know we had we don't really dive too much into the 80s uh like you know cold war stuff as we much as we used to and just getting that re- refresher was kind of like oh yeah I mean, I was a kid during that time. I was mm-hmm. a little kid, so I had no idea what was going on politically. But it's kind of just fascinating to relive that a little bit. So, and then I didn't even know who. It's funny because the main guy has like, I, who is this guy? It's like uh, Todd Ed- Edgerton or something. Yeah, like that. he was the guy on the show that you were telling yeah. us to watch previously. <laughs> yeah, I, I realized that when I looked him up, I'm like, who is this guy? And I'm like, you're the same guy. You're not jacked. You're not cocky. You're not all that stuff. I'm like, he, I thought the whole time, I'm like, this is the biggest Tom Holland wannabe. Like, he is Tom Holland in that movie. Like, Tom Holland is essentially in that movie because everything he does and looks is kind of like Tom Holland and Taron. Taron what? Taron Ed- Edgerton. Taren. Oh, Taron Edgerton. Taren. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, highly recommend it. Great movie. Good times. Okay, I'm giving a pre-recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to see Mario today, so go see Super Mario Brothers. It's-a me, Mario. <laughs> All right, well, that will do it. 